First reading from the uh, book of Ezekiel, chapter 33, verse 7 to 9. If you do not speak out to dissuade the wicked from his way, I will hold you responsible for his death. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord, you son of man, I have appointed watchmen for the house of Israel. When you hear me say anything, you will, uh, you shall warn them for me. If I tell the wicked, O wicked one, you shall surely die, and you do not speak out to dissuade the wicked from his way. The wicked shall die for his guilt, but I will hold you responsible for his death. But if you warn the wicked, trying to turn him from his way, and he refuses to turn away from his way, he shall die for his guilt, but you shall save yourself. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. One more time. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 33, verse 7 to 9. Thus says the Lord, you son of man, I have appointed you watchmen for the house of Israel. When you hear me say anything, you shall warn them for me. If I tell, if I tell the wicked, O wicked one, you shall surely die and you do not speak out to dissuade the wicked from his way? The wicked shall die for his guilt, but I will hold you responsible for his death. But if you warn the wicked, trying to turn him from his wicked, from his ways, wicked ways, and he refuses to turn from his ways, he shall die. For his guilt, for his guilt, but you shall, but you shall save yourself. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'll, uh, I won't keep this part long, uh, long, um, but how often today you see, I mean, if you ever watch videos, I like watching YouTube channels and i've seen i've seen some good people out there preaching and really engaging people i've seen them really you know uh not preaching them in the way that like is judgmental but the idea behind warning sinners is not being self-righteous it's like this you see someone is about to drink something that could be contaminated. But, and if you know it's contaminated and you don't say anything, you're pretty much guilt, guilty for letting them poison themselves. Right? Because you knew it. Now, if that person, let's say, is aware that what they're taking is poisonous, but they don't think it's going to hurt them. But still, even though if it's their choice, they're doing something that is going to hurt them. 
but they like doing it because it gives them pleasure and they don't think it's hurting them. But still, their reasoning is, is uh, been impaired. It's been impaired by like, just like a person taking drugs. All right, it's addiction. They're addicted to the pleasure, but they don't see destruction or they know the destruction, but they just, it, it, it's, it's very difficult, but you do it out of love. You don't do it out of self-righteousness. You don't do it out of arrogance. You do it out of love. We make judgments not out of arrogance or pride or self-righteousness. The judgments we make are out of love. And I think that's where we forget things. That's where we, I think we often get things wrong. You warn the person, the wicked person, because out of love, love of your neighbor, love of brother, love of humanity, because that person who's committing sins is made in the image and likeness of God. And when they're committing sins, they're far away from his image. They don't reflect his glory. They don't reflect his love. We don't judge people because we hate them. We shouldn't. We don't judge people because of self-righteousness, our own vanity. That is wrong. Then we're sinners too. We're no better than them. That we actually, our image is impaired. We, we don't have any grace in us. We go, we go and warn people and we judge out of love, not out of hate, not out of self-righteousness, not out of anger, we judge out of love. We mourn out of love. We go out to get them back out of love. Because if we don't, because that is the whole point. We are we are all made in the image and likeness of God. <clears throat> so therefore, we go out and we warn people. We call people back out of love. We judge out of love <clears throat> because we know that they're choosing the wrong path. We don't judge the person. We judge the sin. We judge the action. That is that, that is out of self-destruction. They're choosing their own destruction. All right? Even though the person, we want the person, if the person is committing a sin, but their, their will is impaired or not willfully, that's different. That's not willful sin. But if the person is committing a sin that is willful, knowing that they are committing a sin, but they still don't think they're hurting themselves, that's way different. Or because they love the sin, that's different. That's willful sin. But regardless what, the judgments we make are on the actions and we do we make judgments out of out of love not out of arrogance remember when people judge and jesus points to the 
to the big speck in the eye, he means because the person, because we do it out of pride or we do it out of, you know, out, you know not out of love because we're doing it out of self-righteousness. Self-righteousness means, uh, you know, or, or you're judging the person out of self-righteousness. It pretty much means that you're still, you're in that sin yourself. That's the problem. All right, let's move on to the, the psalm. Psalm 95. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord. Let us acclaim the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us joyfully sing psalms to him. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us. For he is our God, and we are the people he shepherds, the flock he guides. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Oh, that today you would hear his voice. Harden not your hearts as at Meribah, as in the day of Massa in the desert, where your fathers tempted me. They tested me, though they had seen my works. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Okay, the second reading is from uh, Paul's letter to the Romans. Love is the fulfillment of the law. Romans chapter 13, verse 8 to 10. Beloved, owe nothing to anyone except to love one another, for the one who loves another has fulfillment has fulfilled the law. Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not kill, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other commandments there may be, are summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does, not, does, does no evil to the neighbor. Hence, love is the fulfillment of the law. I'll read it one more time. Romans chapter 13, verse 8 to 10. Beloved, owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not kill, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other commandments there may be are summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, Love does no evil to the neighbor because love is the fulfillment of the law. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
Alleluia, Alleluia. God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Alleluia, Alleluia. All right, uh, reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 18, verse 15 to 20. If your brother or sister listens to you, you have won them over. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, If your brother sins against you, Go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have won over your brother. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you so that every fact may be established on the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell the church if he refuses to listen even to the church then treat him as you would a Gentile or a tax collector Amen I say to you whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven Again, amen, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything for which they are to pray, it shall be granted to them by my heavenly Father. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Okay, one more time. This is the reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew chapter 18 verse 15 to 20 if your brother or sister listens to you you have won them over a reading from the holy gospel according to saint matthew jesus said to his disciples if your brother sins against you go and tell him his fault between you and him alone if he listens to you you have won over your brother if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you so that every fact may be established on the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen, if he refuses to listen to them, tell the church. If he refuses to listen even to the church, then treat him as you would a Gentile or a tax collector. Amen. I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, amen. I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything for which they are to pray, it shall be granted to them by my heavenly Father. If uh, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Gospel of the Lord, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.
So this is the first one, Ezekiel, is about going out and warning a sinner, warning a wicked person, warning somebody who is on the wrong path. Now, the church teaches us that there are unwillful acts of sin where the person, this could be a person in a, um, either ignorant of their, of their actions, ignorant that they're committing sinful actions. And then there could be someone who is, let's say, um, in this case, a person who is uh, f maybe in compulsion, like say, forced to commit a sin, forced to um, under compulsion of someone else, under pressure from someone else, under bullying of someone else, like say a girl who, a young woman or, or any uh, young person who is forced to commit a sexual sin under duress or under threat under bullying um, by somebody, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, it's possible, you know, that's, that's a case or blackmail, let's say a person is under blackmail, so to speak. Then there is willful act of sin, willful that the person has absolutely knowledge and knows that they're committing a sin willingly and they want to, and they like it. That's different. That's a different case. Um, the degree of difference, but that's, that is, uh, that is a judgment. Um, that's something that has to be made. I would say, um, being the circumstances, not making the excuse of sin, but circumstances, circumstances play, play the part because that's there's no black and white there it's still sin uh once the person has been educated that changes to circumstances but problem is in the case is that what what god is saying to jerem to isaiah um ezekiel excuse me ezekiel is that the ezekiel case is you have to warn the person out of love when we even make judgments, it must not be judgments under self-righteousness. That's a sin. Self-righteousness is sinful and God does not like self-righteous people. You're going to, you know, unfortunately, you're always, you're always going to get the self-righteous Karen. You're gonna, always going to get the self-righteous Bob. Um, <clears throat> and sometimes they, um, you know, it, 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 these are, these are things that sometimes we, we're always going to have someone like that among our parish. You're always going to have someone like that in the family. You're always going to have someone like that um, among co-workers. You're always going to get someone like that in the neighborhood. The, the warning has to be out of love. It has to be out of love of neighbor, love for God, love for neighbor. Not love for self-righteousness. That does not help. That actually makes things worse. 
it makes things a lot worse and it makes it it really makes it for a difficult relationship or difficult to to send a message to win that soul over because one becomes an impediment an impediment to to god because that's what a self-righteous judgmental person does what you've done is you've actually made things worse and you hurt you you know you you hurt the situation made it impossible because that's what Jesus was pointing to the, the Pharisees because of their horrible interpretation their self-righteous interpretation there was no humility in all circumstances there has to be humility there has to be humility when you go to bring someone back All right. You have to understand the circumstances of that person. You under have to understand what's going on with that person. And why would someone, let's say, commit willfully commit a sin or unwillfully commit a sin? Sometimes you can get the same thread in the willful and unwillful. It could be a desperation to be loved. It could be loneliness. People often commit sins because they're lonely. They desperately want to be loved. They desperately want to be with someone. They feel abandoned. They feel lonely. They feel neglected. And sometimes that, even under a unwillful ignorance, committing sin out of ignorance and committing sin in ignorance, you get the same um, action, the same uh, motive. And that, that's, that also could remember how you approach that person can affect the situation, can even affect how they listen to the gospel. It could also be an impediment to how they hear the gospel. Right, a lot of people uh, have that. They have that theme. They, they they have that problem. So you got to approach it very carefully. And sometimes you have to now. When Jesus says bring two or three with you witnesses, remember you got to be careful what they say and what, and how they say it could affect the situation of bringing that person back. Seriously, it can't. All right. Not everybody is on the same, the same, um, is on the same level in the stage. You know, how one person listens, right? Like you get, you get five different people who committed the same sin, but you get five different motives. Some of them might be closer to the other. But it really could could make a big difference if you know the psychology of each person, right? And that's serious. I mean, you get you get a kid who may have been abandoned by his father, right? And it traumatized him. You may get a kid that never knew his father, right? Again, same sin. You may have committed it based on the motive of that sin. 
you know, of, you know, his motives may have been based on that that trauma, that trauma. What I meant, that trauma, one who never knew a dad, one who has been abandoned by a dad. In a sense, one is void, doesn't know who his father is. The other one, his father walked out on him and his mother. All right? And then you get another kid who may have had uh, never been felt loved by his or her father. You see what I'm saying? And commits the same similar sin as the other the other two before her, before her. So you see what I'm saying is you can get a situation. Now, that in itself, you have to know how to approach it. And it could, you know, it's, it's, it's very difficult and also very uh, sensitive. You, you, you know, you have to, you can't treat them all the same. You have to treat them all individually. You have to talk to them individually, you know, in some cases. And that's very, very difficult. You know, you need patience. You can't, you know, it's not the same band-aid. One band-aid fits all. It doesn't work that way. And that's, that's, that's very difficult. You have to get to know them, their name. You have to show them their concern, but also at the same time, you got to remember these are kids who have been abandoned and they might respond to you like a father and you, that may not be what you expect. So they have a father issue. So God, the father has an impediment between having a relationship with them and himself. You know, he, because it's a father issue. How many kids today don't know who their father is, right? And how many kids today even have bad relationship, just as much a bad relationship with a mother? You get a situation where kids have brothers and sisters half-brothers and sisters from the same mom but different dads. See what the situation is today is? It's it's not all black and white. It, you know, it, it's it's um one giant sore, one giant open wound. And our society, unfortunately, our culture, our government has helped create it. Our culture, our media, our pop culture, our movies have all created it, have all created this mess. has created a broken humanity. And, you know, you need, you can't, you can't just use psychology. You can't just use, uh, you, I mean, 
these are great tools. They're great tools to be used. They they should be used, but some people could use them and they don't even have a heart. And then they're they don't have faith. And so you need you need God. You need the grace of God. These tools can be weaponized, used beautifully by a person of faith. But the problem is, I think I've noticed also with a lot of clergy, when they're trained this way, they don't act like people of faith. Because the problem is they don't know how to combine the two in their mind. Some people have the habit of separating, dividing the two. Like they're trying to be psychiatrists. They they, they, they want to be a psychiatrist because for some reason they've been taught to think that one is lower than the other. One is uh, primitive to the other. And that's not good. That is terrible. You can't think that way. You have to realize that in the hands of a person of faith, it can do better. So maybe they they went to, they've been trained by somebody who's not a person of faith. And that's, you know, and, you know it's difficult. It's difficult to get these things, uh, I think, correctly because, <clears throat> you know, I mean, that's why someone like, I like Peterson. And... You know, and I think sometimes, a lot of times, if we had good preachers from the pulpit, it would be helpful. It would be so much more helpful. Um, who, who know how to, who know how to combine these two correctly. But you know, it's it's very annoying because half these guys, unfortunately. You barely could understand them. They have a horrible accent. Uh, I mean, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we had a, a priest from Nigeria. Wonderful person. Wonderful, caring, caring priest. But the problem was, I think, when he preached, I think he forgot that the audience is not Nigerian. It's not a Nigerian audience. You know, it's 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 funny, and then you got somebody else who is from Romania, can't understand him. Then you got the pastor who's Chinese, can't understand him either. But then, if you do listen to them, if they are understandable, you realize they're not very good preachers. They're just not good. You know. That's why I, I listen better and learn better from those from the internet, from YouTube, from social media platforms. You know, anyway, I'm going to let you go here because I think it's gone too far. And um, I'll come back uh, later on. I'm going to try to talk about more freely what I want to talk about, uh, what I... Uh, and then we'll, um, well, I'm going to tell you what my conclusions are in another podcast. But the most important thing here to remember is 
before you talk to this per to an individual who is in a state of sin, pray about it. Remember, you gotta pray about it, and you gotta you choo choose your words carefully. Carefully when you talk with someone. All right. God bless. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day. In accordance with the scriptures, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic, uh, I'm sorry, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. And I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild and wicked attacks of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the heavenly hosts, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Sorry, I'm a little rusty. Uh, the summer has been uh, so hot and I haven't been able to podcast. It's been... Uh, I've become quite rusty, so you have to forgive me. And yes, those are uh, kids you hear outside, outside my window. So uh, anyway, God bless. <laughs> Hello, my friends. This is the Informed Catholic. So we're in the uh, 23rd week, 23rd Sunday, 23rd week in ordinary time. So um, this is going to be episode 51. We really haven't uh, done a lot of episodes this year. So um, uh, it's been quite a different, uh, very busy schedule. And um, the especially the summer really slowed it down a lot with the humidity. But we're going to catch up. So let's begin with the uh, 
act of contrition. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me and with me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen.